Good morning. It's been decades of frigid winters, driving rain, blistering summers, and wear and tear, but now it's finally time to get the town of Hillsborough's Old Stone School a new roof. Yeah, stick with me for Wednesday, October 10th. It's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by the Loudon First Responders Foundation Dance-a-Palooza 2. It's the red, white, and blue charity dance party at Tally Ho Theater, Loudon's biggest dance party for charity. Jump in for a glow party with lasers, raffle prizes, and the best dance music of all time. Don't worry about being a good dancer, but do wear your red, white, and blue. It's all for a great cause, supporting Loudon's first responders. It's this Saturday, October 13th from 7 to 11 p.m. Get tickets to Dance-a-Palooza 2 at Tally Ho Theater. Theater.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Ren Screen. The Old Stone School in Hillsborough was built in 1874 as a home for the Locust Grove Academy, which operated in the building for 92 years until 1966. A decade later, the building was set to be torn down, but after outcry from people living nearby, the county took over the building and its structural repairs, while the Hillsborough Community Association agreed to maintain the interior and manage the community center. That agreement lasted until 2006, when the county transferred the building to the town. At that point, a study found the building needed half a million dollars of work, including a new roof. And Hillsborough Mayor Roger Vance said they've been chipping away at that since. Vice Mayor Amy Morasco said that since 2006, the town has spent close to $300,000 on repairs and maintenance at the school. That includes an upgrade to the entire HVAC and electrical systems, new curtains in the auditorium to help with heating, cooling, and acoustics, and a few landscaping jobs. Now, the next step is to make sure all that stuff stays dry with a new roof. After months of fundraising, the town finally has the $100,000 it needs to hire a roofing company to replace the 8,000-square-foot building's metal roof, something that hasn't been done in about half a century. Vance said the new roof should be on before winter. The town worked all summer to raise money for the project with its Up on the Roof campaign, which Morasco said brought in about 30% of the money they needed. That went with revenue from events like the inaugural Gardens in the Gap and the Summer Concert Series and individual donations. The Old Stone School Preservation Trust helped solicit donations since the town government is technically not allowed to do that. The other 70% of the project's funding came from the Loudoun County government. Among the other things they'll be doing with this roof, possibly putting up a weather vane in the shape of the town's unofficial mascot, a horse named Radish. And all this work has paid some money back. The town can charge more to rent the space now that it has things like Wi-Fi, and Morasco said that has allowed the town to double its revenue from rent payments in the last two years. Looking past the roof replacement, Morasco said the building still needs about $700,000 worth of work, which she expects will take three to five years to finish. The town's getting ready to request another $200,000 from the county. If that goes through, that money will go toward renovating the restrooms, installing a commercial kitchen, and repointing the building's stone foundation. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, let's just do a historic buildings podcast today. The thousands of visitors walking through the streets of Waterford last weekend for the village's 74th annual Waterford Fair were greeted by an iconic building brought back to life. Waterford's corner store reopened last weekend after nearly two years of vacancy. 
The 2,000-square-foot corner store was built around 1900 to replace a smaller shop. For nearly a century, the bottom floor of the building was a general store. It closed in the early 1990s when the Waterford Foundation renovated the building to use it as office space. When the foundation moved back out to the Waterford Old School in 2013, the corner store reopened. Until the end of 2016, volunteers ran the store for limited hours on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. They sold local crafts, books, gifts, honey, and syrups, and had exhibits on Waterford's history. And after years of living just across the street from the building, Kathy Middleton has decided to open her studio there. Now it's called the Corner Store Studio and specializes in gardening and design. Middleton will offer gardening classes, flowers, and vintage items from around the world, and she said she'll try to put a focus on local farmers and growers. Waterford Foundation President Stephanie Thompson said people are excited to see it open again. Starting this weekend, Corner Store Studio will be open Friday to Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4. Okay, that's all the old building stories I've got for today. Uh, Check back with me tomorrow. Moving on, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office will host a panel of experts on the nation's opioid epidemic on October 16th. The Opioid Substance Abuse Forum will include Congresswoman Barbara Comstock, Baltimore, Washington High Intensity Drug Trafficking Areas Program Director Tom Carr, retired DEA Chief of Operations Richard Fiano, Commonwealth's Attorney Jim Plowman, Carl C. Calder of Calder Allied Consulting, Attorney John Whitbeck, Community Recovery Advocate Melissa Hinton of Project Loudoun Serenity House, Michelle Petruzzolo of Loudoun County Department of Mental Health, Substance Abuse, and Developmental Services, and Blaise Carland of Loudoun County Public Schools. You'll also hear from Middleburg resident Rick Collette, who was part of the Faces of Loudoun campaign to raise awareness about opioid addiction. After losing his wife to cancer, his daughter turned to medication for an escape from her grief. And in 2016, she died from an overdose at age 25. It'll be at the Sheriff's Office's new Ashburn station at 202727 Hill Drive, starting at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, October 16th. And Congresswoman Barbara Comstock has introduced legislation aiming to get more money into Metro and more oversight over it. Comstock said she introduced the Grants for Reliable, Efficient, and Accountable Transit, or GREAT, Act after conversations with local, state, and business leaders around her similar legislation last year. Although that bill, the Metro Accountability and Reform Act, stalled out in committee, Metro leadership and the states have since then agreed to a number of funding and administrative reforms. And she said the possibility of bringing Amazon's new headquarters to the region, of course they're looking for transit, brought the legislation new attention and urgency. Among the bill's measures, reauthorizing the Federal Passenger Rail Investment and Improvement Grant Program for $1.5 billion over 10 years, contingent on $500 million matches from Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. Get back to that in just a minute. New whistleblower protections, similar to federal whistleblower protections. Moving Metro employees from defined pension plans to savings plans like 401ks. And narrowing the role of arbitrators in labor disputes. It also targets union power by creating new protections for union whistleblowers. This bill comes after a contentious General Assembly session after which the state is already, after much debate, sending more money to Metro. Comstock said that money will not count toward the $500 million matching grants. The General Assembly this year put little new money into Metro, instead deciding to take some money from the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority to give to Metro. The bill also does not commit to filling a hole in the federal government's contributions to Metro capital costs. The federal government only contributes to Metro's operating costs, while much of Metro's cost overruns in recent years can be attributed to delayed or neglected capital expenditures like major rail and station maintenance and rail car replacements. 
Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, family counselor and author Neil McNerney will host a talk on instilling grit and resilience in students at Smarts Mill Middle School tonight from 7 to 9 p.m. The ability to develop sustained effort over long periods of time is a key factor in academic achievement, and McNerney will give an easy-to-understand overview. Spanky's Shenanigans in Leesburg is hosting Yappy Hour tonight starting at 4 p.m. Come out for good friends, a good time, a good cause, and your good dog. A percentage of food sales go to a local animal charity. And O'Fallon's Irish Pub in Sterling is hosting pub quiz trivia tonight from 8 to 10 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, take a selfie in front of our old building to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.